everyone gets their cravings while watching the games, and no one wants to be the one to miss the big play. Well, now Grubhub's got you covered. From the extras to the essentials, Grubhub now delivers all your go-to convenience items all day long. Whether it's that late-night snack craving or you forgot to get the paper towels from the grocery store, enjoy convenience delivered right to your door, just in the nick of time, and you'll never have to leave the house. Order your convenience items through the Grubhub app or online today. It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Peerless Boilers, America's best-built boilers. Bud Light, keep it crisp. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York Football Giants. Learn more at picknrg.com. River Spring Health, call 800-56-SENIOR. And brought to you by your local Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers. Visit mbusa.com for special offers. So glad you could join us as we're recapping the Giants' 35-14 loss to the Patriots at Gillette Stadium as the Giants now have lost two in a row, fall to 2-4 and four on the season. Patriots stay unbeaten, improving to 6-0. and Alongside Amani Toomer, I'm Lance Meadow. And Amani, this was a 21-14 game at the half. You figured the Giants perhaps were in a position to make some noise, but some costly turnovers, four in this game in the second half. Daniel Jones won that, fell in the red zone at the New England 18. He was picked off when it looked like the Giants had a scoring opportunity. And then Hillam in a costly fumble that was returned for a touchdown. They just came back to haunt the Giants throughout the course of this game. Yeah, Hilleman had a, a fumble earlier in, against against Washington. So uh, this is I don't hope this doesn't become you know a thing. He doesn't become labeled as a as a fumbler. Uh, but yeah, those those penalties. I mean, excuse me, those in, those uh, turnovers and and interceptions, uh, missed tackles. I mean, if you're playing, if you the Patriots did not play their best game tonight. They were ripe for the upset. Their last two outings, um, you know, one versus versus uh, Washington, and this week they in this in uh, against uh, the Giants today. I I do not think this team will be an undefeated team. They don't seem to be. Um, uh, they don't seem to be firing on all cylinders mentally with some of the mistakes that they made, the interceptions that are uncharacteristic for Tom Brady. Uh, I think the Giants had a perfect opportunity to upset uh, the Patriots tonight, but they needed to play mistake-free football. They needed to not get a punt blocked for a touchdown. Uh, those are the types of things that if you're trying to beat the cha- a championship team, you can just you cannot afford to do. Head coach Pat Shermer is going to be addressing the media shortly as the Giants fell to the Patriots 35-14. to So New England improving to 6-0. and Let's now head to Pat Shermer at the podium. Of note, um, otherwise I think everybody pulled out of it all right. Um, well, you know, when um, you, you get a punt blocked and then we have a uh, defensive score on the other side, you know, certainly our defensive score was good, but those kind of plays, you know, that, that kind of stretches out the score. Um, they did a good job of, you know, we moved the ball a little bit at times, but uh, we need to do a better job of staying on the field. Uh, we were only, I think, two for 10 on third downs, which is not good. That, that hasn't been the way it's been the last couple of weeks. Give them credit. They made more plays than we did. They won the game. And so I'll take it. Take your questions. How difficult is it to, to operate without all your skills as a player? 
we, we had guys out there that were capable of making plays, and we made some. We just didn't make enough. What did you think of Daniel's performance overall? Uh, gritty, you know. I mean, there's a couple of plays there, you know, that um, – I mean, there's a, there's a handful of bad plays in there, but that happens, and um, I'm sure we'll clean those up as we go along. Yeah, I mean we had we had a couple today that you know obviously you, you can't do that, but um, he's aggressive with the ball and um, you know well, we'll get that cleaned up. Nope. One he uh, tried to throw away late in the down was picked. Right, that's one that comes to mind. Right. Um, and then there was a tip ball, right? There was a tip where we threw the ball inside that the ball was tipped up in the air. Um, yeah, it was a seven route and um, corner route, and uh, the defender made a good play on it. Not your defense, I think, only gave up one sustained score. Yeah. What did you think of their effort? I thought they, I thought they battled. They, um, they gave us a chance to win the game. Um, I felt like it was the right thing to do. Uh, what did you think of the uh, incomplete pass call in the first half? It seemed like a big turning point there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to go into any of that. I'm done talking about that kind of stuff. What was the thinking though on the call or uh, challenge on the pass interference there late at the end? The thinking? Yeah. I thought we had a solid chance to get it. But we've seen that replay doesn't doesn't overturn much, so um, not surprised. What do you tell Daniel after a night like this? Three turnovers, obviously, hustle environment, kind of the great supporting cast. What, what's the message to him moving out of there? Just keep playing. Just keep playing. Clean up the mistakes and move on. Mistakes just sort of part of the growth of a rookie quarterback. Well, you can't obviously throw interceptions, but he made a lot of other good throws and. Um, we just we just didn't win a game. We didn't make enough plays. Did you learn something about your team tonight? Just the way you yeah, I mean we battled. We didn't win though. So we got to do. We got to make more plays so we can win. But I was proud of the way we battled. I mean, I'm I've never been disappointed with how hard our guys fight. But we got to find a way to make more plays than the other team and win the game. Do you take challenge from that? No, no, I don't. I don't. This is the second week we've, you've, you've asked me these questions. I don't. We didn't win. We didn't make enough plays. That's what this is about. Pat, sure. Uh, let's take a quick break. When you come back, we'll have word from the locker room here in Foxborough right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess toy truck. If this were just any door, and this were just any ignition, connected to just any transmission, in just any vehicle, then perhaps it would be okay to buy it from just anyone. But this is not just any car. It's a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Every detail has been inspected and road tested by highly skilled Mercedes-Benz technicians. And it's all backed by an unlimited mileage warranty. 
which makes the decision of where to buy one simple. Your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. The certified pre-owned sales event going on now through October 31st. Come in today and enjoy a credit of up to $1,500 towards your first two payments through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned or it isn't. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on credit towards your first two months payment and certified pre-owned warranties. Mercedes-Benz, official luxury automobile of the New York Giants. Visit MBUSA.com for the latest inventory and offers. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as we're recapping the Giants' 35-14 loss to the Patriots. You just heard from head coach Pat Shermer, his press conference brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Certified Pre-Owned Sales Event now through October 31st. And Pat Shermer was asked about whether or not essentially he takes away a moral victory in a game like this because of the fact that they played the Patriots close. And this was the second straight week that he was asked that question after they went up against a very tough Minnesota Vikings team. And clearly Pat Shermer says they don't take away a moral victory. The bottom line is the Giants right now are two and four. They got back to 500, but now have dropped two straight. They're going to have 10 days off before they return to MetLife Stadium to host a Cardinals team that right now is 1-3-1, and and we'll have more on that front as we move along here on Giants' extra point. The Giants turned the ball over four times in this game. Three interceptions by Daniel Jones. He now has seven interceptions in his four career starts, and the Patriots capitalized because they scored 14 points off the turnovers, but the block punt which does not go down as a turnover. They got seven points off of that. So they scored 21 points if you really want to break it down from all angles off of mishaps by the Giants. And you certainly cannot stop the Patriots that way if you give them all those points. Let's head to the locker room. Jabril Peppers addressing the media. I'll take the lessons and learn from it. Um, you know, it's every positive and it's, it's a positive in every loss, I believe. Um, you know, there's no more victories, but it's a lot that we can build on this game. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, uh, we just got to be more consistent. Um, you know, we got to make the plays when they come to us. Um, capitalize on opportunities. Um, you know, we we know we played a pretty good ball ball team here, but you know, we we know we left a lot on the field today. Um, you know, we're gonna come in. Get it corrected on film, and uh, you know, prepare to prepare for Arizona this week. Is this defensive effort something you can build on now? Absolutely, absolutely, definitely. Made a lot of plays on the ball. So we just got to limit the big plays and missed tackles. And uh, you know, I think I think you guys will start to see uh, the defense that you know Giants are accustomed to. Early, it seemed like you had Brady off his game. What, why do you think that is the case? And then what what changed there? Um, you know, we were mixing up the looks, try to make him hold the ball a little bit. You know, he has a quick release time. Try to take away his, you know, first initial read, um, mix up the looks up front. Um, you know, I think they did a great job of adjusting, but you know, we we still got some pressure on them. Still, still was making plays. Um, you know, we just gotta we just gotta be more consistent, man, and you know, play all the way to the to the last switch blows. That's Jabril Peppers. We're gonna slide over here. Daniel Jones is getting dressed. He's not dressed yet. We're gonna slide over to the other side of the locker room. Uh, Marcus Golden is addressing the media. Let's listen in for a couple minutes. No matter what, I feel like you can be motivated off of it and be able to get back in there and work hard and, and fly around and practice just to be able to be motivated to fix it. So I know that, that can help for us being motivated to fix it, but anything else, man, you want to get that win and, and, and build off a win. 
just run out of gas there at the end. The defense was on the field a lot in this game. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say you ran out of gas, man. That's part of the game. Some games you're going to be up there for a long time, and uh, some games you're gonna, it's going to be a little time. So I wouldn't say. Marcus goes and throwing a shirt for the cameras here as he stands up, and we fill here. We're in the locker room, by the way. This segment brought to you by MetLife. It's the official insurance company of the New York Giants. Marcus is putting on the shirt, and now he has it on. The hair is going down, too, doing the play-by-play -play here in the locker room, and now we can rejoin Marcus. You asked me something. What you say? I said I don't even remember what the oh, question Oh, okay. Is this a different game if you guys have your offensive firepower players? I'm a no-excuse guy, man. No excuse. This football, man. Injuries going to happen. People going to be banged up. And um, other guy got to be able to come in and step up. That's part of playing football. Most physical game in the world, man, I say. So it's just like that's part of it. So whoever out there, we got to be able to win with the guys we have. That's Marcus Golden. It looks like Daniel Jones is ready to go. I'm going <clears> to <throat> slide over, excuse me, in the Giants locker room and grab Giants quarterback Daniel Jones before he heads off to the podium. We're going to grab Daniel right here. Hey, Daniel, thanks for the time again after the game, as always. I appreciate it. Um, what was the week like? You getting ready in a short week, your first short week, uh, hostile environment against a very well-coached team. What was the whole experience like from Monday to end the game today? Uh, yeah, it was a, a little different experience in terms of, in terms of getting, getting, uh, getting ready, but I thought we did a good job handling it. I thought we uh, you know, had a good plan and, and we're... Uh, I don't know, we're prepared for the time we had. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different, but they had a short week too. So, um, you know, I think uh, it's part of the game. You got to learn to learn to prepare and, and uh, deal with the schedule. What was it? What did they do defensively that gave you guys trouble? Um, I, don't, I mean, I think uh, they're a good defense. They, uh, you know, they, they uh, do do a number of different things and, and they do it well, but. Um, I don't. I mean, I think it was it was about you know our execution. It was about um, you know taking care of the ball and, and a lot of those things that are, that are pretty fundamental. So um, you know, get definitely credit to them. But I think uh, you know there's there's uh, plenty of plenty of room for us to, to play better. Ask you about a couple of those plays on the execution. Your second two interceptions. Looks like the second one you maybe held the ball a little bit too long and then your arm got hit when you threw it. Yeah, just uh, um, yeah, just held on to it too long. Uh, you can't afford to make that that mistake, and, and uh, you know, got got to throw the ball away or or uh, you know find someone. So, yeah, bad bad mistake there. Second one, just uh, just a bad throw, bad decision. So, uh, got to learn from it, and and uh, you know, make sure it doesn't happen again. I know it's a, you hate to play the what if game, but how much different could this game have been if you had more of your weapons on offense at receiver? Shepard, Ingram, Gallman, Barkley. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think we've. Uh, I thought the guys that, that played 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 well, and um, you know we were in a position, um, you know, in the second half to score and to tie the game and, and to you know to go on and, and have a chance to win the game. So um, I'm not sure we, we think about that too much, and I think um, you know the guys, uh, you know, everyone that played tonight played played well. Finally, what can you say about the job your defense did, keeping you guys in the game as long as you, as long as they did? Yeah, they did a great job. They. Uh, Played well the whole game, uh, forced turnovers, and, and set us up in in position to, to score points, and, and we didn't do that. So, um, yeah, hats off to them. They played great. Thank you very much for the time, Daniel. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. That's Daniel Jones, Giants quarterback. I'm going to slide over now and 
Giants defensive lineman B.J. Hills talking to the media. Let's listen in to him. Whoever's up is up, man. They come in and fill in the spots and, and do well. Um, but, yeah, they're going to come out and help us very well, and I'm excited for them to get back whenever, whenever they can. You guys played at a really high level in that first half. Seems like the pass rush really started to click. What was the biggest difference to start this game than maybe from the last couple weeks? Uh, we just want to get off the quarterback, make him uncomfortable, get him off his spot so he don't have easy reads. That's B.J. Hill talking about the heat they got on Tom Brady in this game. I'm going to slide over now. And Lorenzo Carter is addressing the media. Let's listen in to him. It's, it's just unfortunate um, that we got scored, got scored on. Actually, you can't win if you, don't, if you let them score. Did it seem like you were out there longer than normal? Not really. Um, there were a couple calls that kept us on the field that, and that we should have been off the field on third down. But yeah. see, that's just something we got to learn from and move forward. And you take us through the, the strip sack that turned into the big turnover? Yeah. Um, coach just kept telling me to use my speed and just trust it. So I was I felt it a couple of times, and I was close. But the last time, I was just like, I got to go all the way. And once I saw our DBs did a great job in coverage because Tom Brady had to pat the ball. And once he patted the ball, I knew it was my chance. And MG finish the rest. The rest is history. Now, we had you on video earlier this year talking to Brandon London. I'm not sure if you remember. He asked you, what's one of your bucket list things? And you said, sack Tom Brady. You know. So what was it like? <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> I wish we could have got the win. <laughs> the win would have been even better. But I think we, we came out and played hard on D. And that's all I can ask for. Uh, all the guys fought hard the whole game <laughs> from beginning to end. And we just came up short. What can you build on going into next week over the progress you did make in this game against obviously one of the best of all time in Tom Brady and the Patriots? Oh, yeah. Um, just, just playing together as a defense. We had um, good pass, good pressure on the quarterback, good coverage on the back end, and just tried to rally to the ball as much as possible. So we'll get in, watch the film, fix the mistakes, and then get ready for next week against Arizona. Thanks, though. No problem. Lorenzo Carter, let's slide on over. And let's see, we're going to jump in on Janoris Jenkins real quick. He talked to the media. Make some big plays on defense, even a couple of fourth downs. Right. That's that's pretty significant. I mean, good defenses do those kinds of things. Maybe you just have to get more of them. Yeah, we just got to get more. Like you said, um, two, it was not enough tonight, um, unfortunately. But like I said, just get more, keep playing better, keep swimming to the ball, and just play together as a team. You guys got down a little bit early, then the offense came back and got some points, and then they got that touchdown drive right before the end of the half. I thought that was a pretty important one. How did you see it? Uh, it was important. Um, it was it was very important. But um, I just we just got to look at the film and see what we what we did wrong all all around. How, if anything, have you seen this defense grow over these first six games of the season? Because clearly, we all knew this would be a growing process. Right. Yeah. Um, just far as communication, everybody communicating. Everybody on the same page out there, and everybody playing fast. Um, now we just got to go in the film room and just eliminate the small plays, the um, small mistakes, the small missed tackles, whatever it was. We just got to go make corrections. Let's go to the other side of the locker room. That's Norris Jenkins. Our second mic is in front of the locker of Golden Tate. Yeah, um, I felt like I played played pretty fast. Um, there's a few plays I feel, I feel like I should have made um, early in the game and late in the game. So I'm going to look at those, and i got to find a way to make those plays. Um, but ultimately, it, it doesn't matter how I play. We lost the game. I'm, I'm, I'm here 
to help win ball games, and that's that's what's important to me. So, yeah, had a decent game, but we lost. So. To what? You were backed into the end zone. You were a good five, six yards. Right? Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't think so. It was probably, probably a first. What, what struck you to do that in that situation? Just, just, just in the moment, just, just having fun out there. I felt like no one was gonna catch me at that point. So you were right. I was just, just having fun. The, the touchdown. That was right there to take us through the play a little. Um, you know, we got a. We got man coverage. Um, you know, it's a play that we practiced all week, and we felt like we could make some plays um, on, on that play. And DJ, the offensive line did a great job of protecting. DJ uh, saw what he saw and, and, and gave me a chance. Um, you know, it, it, passing the ball was very tough today with the wind. Um, dropped it in there. DB actually made a pretty good play because I think he might have got a hand on it, and I popped it up and bobbled it a few times and, and caught it. And, just off to the races. Um, definitely a spark we needed um, because prior to that, I think we were going three and out. I think we had gone three and out three or four times, something like that, and couldn't get much going. So it was, it was imperative and it was you know, good that we got something going. And then, you know, next thing you know, defense comes back. Um, what was it? Sack fumble. We pick it up and run it back, and, and suddenly it's 14 14. Momentum's definitely in our favor. We just got to. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. Um, you know, you look at this team, and it's easy to make excuses on what we don't have. But we were in that game. We had a chance to win that game. Our defense played hard. I thought they gave us a chance. But offensively, we got to be better. I think. Um, That's Golden Tate. Now let's go to in front of the locker, Nate Solder. From there, defense as well. Like, do you, does he change up? Okay, one week he's going to come and rush forward the whole time. Well, the next time he's going to. To me, some of that is just like uh, a lot of noise. It's just uh, it's, it's a distraction. It's a confusion thing, and and often it's four-man rush or a three-man rush, and maybe one blitzer. So it's not as confusing as it actually appears to be. Running game today. Our running game. Uh, well, we got to keep working at that. Um, you know, when you get behind in a game, you got to go away from the run, but. I thought we had some good momentum and we had some really great plays and hope, uh, you know, hopefully moving forward we can stick with that because the game will dictate that. Where are you as a team after six games? Oh, I hate, I hate those summary statements. You know what? We got the next uh, few days to get our bodies, our minds, and everything prepared for the next upcoming game. So that's what I focus on. I'm not looking for you to make an excuse. I know you're not an excuses guy, but how different do defenses play your offense without Shep, Barkley, and Agram? Yeah, I think you're, you're setting me up for an excuse there. I think uh, whoever's out there, we're going to play. And I think we played really well tonight. And uh, so um, all excuses aside, um, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this group. I'm glad that whoever's here is going to do an excellent job. That's Nate Solder in front of his locker here in the Giants locker room after they fall to the New England Patriots. Sorry about that, Tom. I knocked the Tom Rock there. Um, and I believe we are done. It looks like people are packing up and going, so we're going to wrap up here in the locker room, take a timeout. When we come back, Lance Meadow and Amani Tumor will break down the game, go through the highlights, and everything else on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. See you later from New England. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. You changed your business email font color to Loyal Blue. 
even though it goes against the company brand guidelines. Your dash sports a framed photo of the 1986 championship team, slightly in front of the one of your family. You insist that business trips be planned around the Giants' schedule, including the preseason. You always tap a Giants pride sign before big presentations and kick off the meeting with a team huddle. No matter who's around, you'll always yell, Omaha, Omaha, when you change the toner in the printer. These are the hallmarks of the true workplace Giants fan, a carefully crafted coming together of work, life, and sport. At MetLife, we're just as passionate about offering benefits beyond health and retirement for every kind of employee, especially Giants fans. After all, no one knows coverage like MetLife and the New York Giants. MetLife, navigating life together. Okay, I got two lattes, $10 even. Phil, I got this. Thanks, Boomer. Wait, a New York Giants debit card? Ooh, sweet card. Yeah, I gotta have the best. Introducing the New York Giants checking account with the big blue branded debit card only from Investors Bank. Enjoy great perks, including discounts online at the New York Giants shop. Plus, you can earn up to a $750 bonus when you open an account and refer friends who open accounts. Hey, Boomer, what'd they write on your cup? The taller, better looking dude. <laughs> Go online or stop by an Investors Bank branch to find out how to get your Giants checking account. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as we're recapping the Patriots' 35-14 victory over the Giants as the Patriots improved to 6-0. The Giants now fall to 2-4. You heard from Daniel Jones in the locker room, and the post-game spotlight player interview was brought to you by Toyota, the official vehicle of the Giants. The player of the game is brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers, ELEC 825 building our future, and the player of the game tonight is Marcus Golden, who was extremely active on the defensive side of the ball. He had three tackles, he had half a sack, he had a quarterback hit, and he scored a touchdown on a fumble recovery that was set up by Lorenzo Carter's strip sack. So Marcus Golden has been extremely active over the last few weeks as he starts to really get a feel for the Giants' defense after reuniting with James Betcher. When you take into consideration his half a sack tonight. That means Marcus Golden has at least one half of a sack in each of the last five games. So he has been, like I said, all over the place on the defensive front. He got the team back in the thick of things, made it a 14-14 game, but ultimately it was not enough as the Patriots responded with a touchdown following his score to make it 21-14, and they did not look back in the second half. Let's run you through tonight's stats brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp. And we'll start on the offensive side of the ball for the Giants. Daniel Jones making his fourth career start, 15 of 31 for 161 yards. He had a long touchdown pass from 64 yards out to Golden Tate, but he was picked off three times, including one throw that went to the Giants' 18-yard line that Stephon Gilmore was able to take away, and that was a costly one because it was a huge momentum shift, and it looked like perhaps the Giants were going to gain some momentum at the start of the third quarter, but that completely changed the outlook of the second half. The Giants' power report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. The Giants ran 16 times for 52 yards, so 3.3 yards per carry. John Hilleman, 11 carries for 38 yards. Daniel Jones ran twice for eight, and Eli Penny, three for six. So the Giants were not able to establish the run, and when you fall behind like they did in the second half, it's hard to provide a balanced offensive attack. 
We talked about this in the pregame. Bill Belichick and the Patriots have been extremely successful against teams with rookie quarterbacks, and tonight was no different as the Patriots have now improved to 12-0 and at home against teams starting rookie quarterbacks under Bill Belichick since he took over as head coach back in 2000. They're now 19-5 and overall against teams with rookie quarterbacks. So they certainly have had the young QB's numbers during the course of Bill Belichick's tenure. And the Patriots have now won 19 in a row at home, including three in the playoffs. They have not lost at home since October 1st, 2017 to the Carolina Panthers. It is a very difficult stadium to win at, Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. And the Patriots once again prove that. On the New England side, Tom Brady, 31-41, 334 yards, no touchdowns. He did have two rushing scores, and he was picked off once by Janoris Jenkins. Brady was sacked three times. The Patriots ran 34 times for 114 yards. Sony Michelle led the way with 22 for 86. Brandon Bolden, along with Tom Brady, had a rushing touchdown. And in the receiving game, Julian Edelman, nine catches, 113 yards. The Giants did keep him out of the end zone, but he was able to have a field day and set the tone with a number of crossing routes. And Jacoby Myers chipped in with four catches for 54 yards. James White, who is very active as a running back, they utilize him as a receiver out of the backfield, nine catches for 46 yards. Everybody else for the Patriots had two receptions apiece or less. And for the Giants receiving game, Golden Tate, six for 102, and the long touchdown from 64 yards out. Darius Slayton and Red Ellison each had three catches for at least 30 yards, and everything else was pretty much silent on the offensive end. We will step aside. We'll run you through some more statistics on the defensive front for the Giants, but right now, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. The Astros took game five from the Rays 6-1. They'll face the Yankees for the AL pennant. Steve Summers, then John Jastrzemski after football on WFAN, WFAN-FM, New York. Giants fall to the Patriots 35-14 to in Foxborough. When we come back, we'll run you through the injury report, some other notable trends for the Giants as they now have dropped two in a row and are 2-4 and four on the season after getting back to 500 a few weeks ago. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Geico presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and... (laughs) I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough. It's not easy to be a vampire. But with GEICO, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance. Right now, someone's listening to this game but having a hard time following it. Or they want to make it louder, but need help getting out of their chair to grab the remote. Or wouldn't mind getting some fresh air while their husband listens to the game. Right now, River Spring Health is here to help with elder care solutions that go from independent living to rehabilitative treatment to assisted living and full-time specialized care. All these distinguished services are performed with the highest standard of attentive care and outstanding expertise, coming from the over 100-year-old tradition of our beginnings as the Hebrew home. Right now, you can talk to our care counselors and find out more about these and other services offered at River Spring Health. Call 1-800-56-SENIOR. That's 1-800-567-3646 to find the right solution 
for you or your loved one. Or for more information, visit us at riverspringhealth.org. At Kia, we're not the oldest SUV maker around. Actually, we're one of the youngest. But what we lack in the cautious restraint of age, we make up for with the gravel-pounding, heart-racing, relentless ambition of youth. Telluride, Sportage, and Sorento SX, part of Kia's tough-and-ready lineup of SUVs. With advanced technology like forward collision warning with emergency braking assist and available all-wheel drive with torque vector and corner control and center locking differential, backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Kia, give it everything. Hurry into your local Kia dealer today for great deals on our exciting lineup of SUVs. Telluride available in limited quantities. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver air and or driving conditions. These features are not substitutes for safe driving and may not detect all objects in front of vehicle. Always drive safely and use caution. Warranties a limited powertrain warranty. See retailer for warranty details. Stop and shop. Your list. Got it. Guacamole, edamame, hard salami, got it. Hot and ready, hot and spicy, hot new item, got it. Paper for arts and crafts, paper to clean the mess, got it. Dog food, baby food, superfood, seafood, got it. 2% milk, 100% organic, got it. Sugar-free, gluten-free, buy one, get one free, got it. Your one-stop shop, stop and shop, you got it. This is Golden Tate, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. At the Geico Sports Desk with this sports update, I'm Lance Meadow. One game in the NFL tonight, that was the Giants as they fell to the Patriots 35-14. to So everything else in the world of sports takes us to the diamond. Did the Yankees now know their opponent in the ALCS? The Astros, they topped the race 6-1 in Houston to win their ALDS three games to two. Garrett Cole struck out 10 over eight innings of one-run ball combined with Roberto Osuna on a two-hitter. Houston scored four runs in the first off race starter Tyler Glass now highlighted by Alex Bregman's two-run double. They chase Glass now after just two and two-thirds. Michael Brantley and Jose Altuve each added solo shots in the eighth as the Astros took care of business over the race 6-1. Game one of the ALCS is Saturday in Houston. It'll be the Astros against the Yankees. Game one of the NLCS gets underway Friday night. In St. Louis, Anibal Sanchez getting the start for the Nationals. Cardinals will counter with Miles Michaelis. Phillies fired manager Gabe Kapler after just two seasons. Despite the addition of Bryce Harper, the team went 81-81 and this season. As that is all that is happening around the world of sports, we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as the Giants now 2-4 and four on the season. They've lost two in a row they had the Patriots tied at 14 thanks to a long touchdown pass to Golden Tate. Marcus Golden returning a fumble for a score. The Patriots responded late in the second quarter with a touchdown, made it 21-14, and they would go on to win 35-14 in a game in which the Giants turned the ball over four times. Daniel Jones picked off three times, and the Patriots scored 14 points off of those four takeaways, and they were able to also get a block punt and conform that into a touchdown. The injury report brought to you by Hackensack Meridian Health. Life years ahead. The only injury of note for the Giants, Olsen Pierre, their veteran defensive lineman, left the game with a concussion, and that unfortunately has been an ongoing trend for the Giants. Remember, tonight they were without Sterling Shepard and Wayne Goldman, who are both in concussion protocol. Now they're going to add another player into the mix in Olsen Pierre. The good news is the Giants are going to have 10 days before their next game 
at MetLife Stadium on October 20th against the Arizona Cardinals. I ran through some of the individual numbers, but here's some team stats that certainly come to mind when you look back at this game. First of all, the Giants had just 10 first downs, and they were 2 of 10 on third down. Not necessarily surprising numbers when you take into consideration the Patriots had the best third down defense coming into tonight. Opponents converted just eight third downs out of 63 opportunities, and that statistic is going to hold strong for New England. That was a 13.13% conversion rate for opponents coming in, and the Giants were not able to move the chains and extend drives when they were faced with third down. So New England was able to continue that trend. New England also came in with an NFL high 12 takeaways, and they've added now four to that total. So they now have 16 takeaways in six games. They've been extremely opportunistic with their defense. Their defense was opportunistic again, converting a big fumble into a touchdown late that just about sealed the game as Kyle Van Noy was able to grab the loose ball from John Hilleman and dive into the end zone. And the Giants now have 15 turnovers on the season, and that is the most in the NFL. We'll see how those numbers play out once week six comes to a conclusion, but it's hard to win football games when you're missing four lethal weapons on offense and Saquon Barkley, Wayne Goldman, Evan Ingram, and Sterling Shepard. Now, all of a sudden, on top of missing those four weapons, you turn the ball over four times, and you only have two takeaways, so minus two turnover differential. The wind was a factor tonight. And it all adds up to right now a turnover differential of minus seven on the season for the Giants. And that has been a trend that has not gone in their favor. And they're going to have to clean that up, securing the football, if they even want to beat the teams that are hovering around 500 or are lower than 500. Because it's a huge difference when you turn the ball over four times against the Washington Redskins you can find a way to win a football game 24-3. to You turn the ball over four times against the New England Patriots, all of a sudden it proves very difficult to win a football game as they were on the wrong end of a 35-14 decision. We will step aside. When we come back, we'll run you through the highlights of this contest. A little bit later on, Amani Toomer will join me. We'll break down the ins and outs of this game, and we'll get to your phone calls at 877-337-6666. Giants now 2-4 and four on the season as they fall to the Patriots at Gillette Stadium 35-14. to 14. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Dear movers and shakers, we know how you roll. Windows down, music loud, the world flying past. And we're with you. We're with you on the tarmac or terrain. In the 2019 RAV4 Adventure, Limited, and Hybrid models. Every drive is a chance to explore. We're with you in the comfy Highlander with seating for up to eight and advanced safety features standard. We're with you in the Sharp 2019 Toyota Camry with its available cockpit red leather seats. And we're with you in the all-new 2020 Toyota Corolla, loaded with attitude and the latest tech. We're with you. Let's go, Toyota. Find yours at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
Peerless Boilers are America's best-built boilers. If you heat your home or business with natural gas or oil, they've got a size and type that's just right for you. So now's the perfect time to get that beast out of your basement and replace it with a high-efficiency Peerless Boiler. Look for the brand-new American-made 95% efficient Peerless Boiler Combi, a boiler that delivers the most hot water in the product class and heats your home or apartment the way you expect a Peerless Boiler would. You'll be toasty warm all winter long. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com for more info. Remember, Peerless Boilers, America's best-built boilers. On game day, it takes an entire team to get the job done. Whether it's building the stadium, fixing the roads to get us here, or promoting economic development, the team we rely on is ELEC, the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative. They promote investments in infrastructure and construction to provide opportunities for developers, union contractors, and members of Operating Engineers Local 825. ELEC, building the infrastructure New Jersey relies on. Giants fans, all routes lead to touchdowns on United Airlines. Don't wait for the next home game to see your favorite team battle it out on the gridiron. Take your big blue pride on the road. With over 300 destinations worldwide, United's global coverage is a game changer. Visit United.com to book your travel today. United, proud to fly the New York Giants. Without Verizon Up, your football season could sound like this. You call that a throw? Put me on that field. You know I was all conference in high school. Would have went pro if it wasn't for my appendicitis. And here's what it could sound like with Verizon Up. Scott Miller, follow me to your seats. They're all the way down in row one. The network more people rely on gives you more, like NFL tickets and experiences with Verizon Up, only on Verizon. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets, root score reports, 1H 2019 of four mobile networks. Results may vary, not an endorsement. New York Giants football is brought to you by Stop and Shop, your one-stop shop, the official supermarket of the New York Giants. I'm Marcus Golden, and now back to more Giants football on The Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as we are recapping the Giants' 35-14 loss to the Patriots on Thursday Night Football at Gillette Stadium. Let's take you through the highlights and find out how we got to this final score as we pick things up in the first, just under two minutes to go in the quarter. Game was still scoreless. Giants went three and out and called on the punt unit on a fourth and nine from the New York 19-yard line. Punt is blocked, and now it's recovered by the Patriots and run in for a touchdown. Winowich. The rookie Winowich came flying in. It got blocked by Bolden and then Winowich on the five-yard return for a touchdown. Riley Dixon's punt actually deflected off the back of teammate Nate Stupar and Chase Winovich was in the right place at the right time for an easy touchdown. Mike Nugent tacked on the extra point. Patriots took a 7-0 lead, New England's third touchdown of the season, courtesy of its defense or special teams. That speaks volumes of how opportunistic those groups have been. Skip ahead to the second. After each team was forced to punt, the Giants took over at their own 25. John Hilleman picked up 10 total yards on a pair of runs, giving New York a fresh set of downs at the 35. Jones quickly to the line. Play fake. Back to throw. Looking left. Nobody's open. Now Jones holds it. And then just throws it indiscriminately over the middle, and it's intercepted. Picked off by the Patriots. Oh, what was he thinking there? Intercepted on the play by Deron Harmon, and he returns it to the Giants' 20-yard line. 
Jones' second interception of the game. It looked like he was trying to throw the ball out of bounds, but was hit on the arm. That led to New York's second turnover of the game. So that Patriots, the Patriots, excuse me, took over with great field position, first and 10 at the Giants' 20-yard line. They eventually faced the second and 15 at the 25. Not a problem. Tom Brady connected with Jacoby Myers for 23 yards, and New England moved the chains to set up first and goal at the two. Brandon Bolden picked up a yard. Then Brady's quarterback sneak fell short. So on third and goal, New England was relentless. I set with Johnson, the fullback, Bolden, the tailback. Let's see if Brady keeps it again. Oh, he's going to give for Bolden left. Bolden plows his way in, and he's got the touchdown. Brandon Bolden's second rushing touchdown of the season. Patriots' first offensive touchdown of the night. And with 7-11 to go in the second, Patriots 13 and the Giants nothing. That kept a five-play, 20-yard drive in 2:15. Nugent added the extra point. Patriots looked like they were running away with things, 14-0. After the ensuing kickoff went for a touchback, the Giants took over at their own 25. Thanks to a short seven-yard pass to Golden Tate and a four-yard run by Hilleman, New York had a fresh set of downs at the 36. Jones on a first and 10. Play fake. Going to take a deep shot down the right side for Tate, who makes the catch. Still on his feet to the 20, 15, 10, 5. Backs into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants. 64 yards. That was the first passing touchdown allowed by the Patriots this season. They had surrendered just two rushing scores in the first five games combined. Also, Tate's first touchdown is a giant. Three plays, 75 yards in just 106. That's tonight's scoring drive of the game brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. With every Giants scoring drive this season, Investors Bank will donate $250 to Casa of New Jersey to help New Jersey's kids in foster care. Oljic Rosas tacked on the extra point. Giants cut the deficit in half, 14-7. After the ensuing kickoff went for a touchback, the Patriots took over at their own 25. Brady quickly connected with Julian Edelman for a pair of passes for 27 total yards. So New England was already in Giants territory, facing a second and 12 at the 48. Three receivers right, second and 12 at the Giant 48 for Brady. Play fake again, Brady back to throw. He's under pressure, he's gonna get sacked, and the ball is loose and it's picked up by the Giants. Running down the left sideline, Marcus Golden to the 10, to the five, fighting and reaching, did he break the plate? Yes, touchdown Giants! What a play by Golden! What a turn of events indeed. Lorenzo Carter with his first full sack of the season. Marcus Golden's first career touchdown, just what the doctor ordered. And the Giants somehow dug themselves out of a 14-0 hole. Rosas added the extra point. Game was tied at 14. After the ensuing kickoff went for a touchback, Patriots once again took over at their own 25 and looked to regroup. Sony Michelle ran on the first four plays for 16 total yards. Then Brady completed five straight passes to three different targets for 47 total yards. Just like that, it was second and five at the New York 12. Brady shuffled the pass to James White, who ran in for the end zone for a touchdown. Replay overturned it as he was down at the one. So on first and goal at the one, New England punched it in anyway as Brady reached over the goal line for a score. That capped an 11-play, 75-yard drive in four minutes, two seconds. Nugent added the extra point. Pats reclaimed the lead, 21-14. That would be the score at the half. Giants won the toss and deferred, so they got the ball to start the third at their own 22 and put together their most impressive drive of the game. Two Hilleman runs and three completions by Jones to three different targets helped New York get down to the New England 30, where it had a fresh set of downs. First and 10 Giants at the New England 30. 
Ball on the right hash mark. Jones in a shotgun set. Penny to his left. Jones takes the snap. He's back to throw. He's looking. Throws one down the right side. Bobbled and intercepted by Stephon Gilmore on the sideline. He stepped right in front of Ellison. Jones' third interception of the game. This one halted a productive drive that was knocking on the door of the red zone. Patriots responded with a 16-play, 60-yard drive that milked nearly 10 minutes. It stalled at the Giants' 22-yard line, but fortunately for Big Blue, Nugent's 40-yard field goal attempt hit off the left upright, was no good, so it was still a one-possession game in favor of the Patriots. After the Giants were forced to punt and the Pats turned it over on downs, New York took over at its own 32 with 9.28 to go in the fourth. Jones threw the ball away on first down after he was pressured, and Hilleman then ran for just one yard on second down, so the Giants faced a third and nine against the NFL's best third down defense. They bring all out pressure. Jones back, has a screen set up left with the Patriots. Saw it coming in and Hillman fumbled the football, picked up by the Patriots. Van Noy's got it. He reaches for the goal line. And let's see, he was out at the two. Jones was under pressure. He flipped it to Hilleman. He made the catch. Collins forced the fumble, and then Van Noy picked it up, and Jones saved the touchdown. Well, replay worked in the favor of the Patriots because upon replay, they saw that Van Noy did not step out. He hit the pylon before his body went out, and it was a touchdown. The second defensive touchdown of the game off a fumble, one for each team. That was the Giants' turning point of the game. Listen to Boomer and Geo on our flagship station, WFAN, tomorrow morning in the 9 a.m. hour for the Giants' turning point contest. The first correct caller to name the game's turning point will win a pair of tickets to the Giants' game against the Cardinals on October 20th. Giants' fourth turnover of the game. Nugent tacked on the extra point, and the Patriots rebuilt a two-touchdown lead, 28-14. to The second touchdown of the game for the Pats, either for their defense or special teams, speaks volumes once again of their opportunistic ways. Brady would add another rushing score as New England went on to win 35-14 to improve their unbeaten record to 6-0 and on the season. Giants dropped their second straight as they fall to 2-4 and four and now get set for a 10-day layoff before their next game against the Cardinals on October 20th. We will step aside when we come back. Amani Toomer will join me. We'll break down further the action at Gillette Stadium tonight as the Giants had an opportunity to pull off the upset, but a number of missed opportunities came back to bite them. And later on, we'll field some of your phone calls at 877-337-6666. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. NRG wants to know, what are you thinking about right now? Right now? Whether or not I can make that next light. Also, did I lock the front door? That's not electricity. Should I put a cover sheet on my weekly report? And who took my stapler? That's not electricity either. How much popcorn do I need for a 10-hour binge-watching marathon? Hmm, wait, maybe it should only be a two-hour binge-watching session. It is date night, after all. And while your date night might be electric, it's definitely not electricity. At NRG, we know you never think about electricity, but electricity is all we ever think about because it's our mission to make it better for you, whether you're at home, at work, or even on the go. NRG has more choices for your energy supply than the utility gives you, from fixed-rate options to plans that help you give back to the community. For plan details, license information, and full terms and conditions, visit picknrg.com or call 1-855-PICK-NRG. NRG. 
That's life. Switched on. When you're juggling multiple things just to get the job done, sometimes equipment on your work site sits idle or will be used for something else, like your skid steer being used as a bird bath or your excavator becoming a back scratcher. But idle equipment costs you and your worksite time and money, which is why United Rentals is combining equipment, data, safety, and expertise to help your worksite perform better. To learn more, visit unitedrentals.com. On my way home, craving the perfect blend. Butcher quality, cuts of meat, Italian spices, family recipe. I need authenticity. Hi, football fans. This is Director Jared Maples with the New Jersey Office of Homeland Security and Preparedness. It's our mission to protect New Jersey with our federal, state, and local partners. Of course, nobody knows our communities better than the people who live there. That's where you can help. If you see something that you suspect is out of the ordinary, report it. Together, we can keep our state safe. Remember, if you see something, say something. To learn more about what to look for, visit njhomelandsecurity.gov. When one hand is wearing a giant New York Giants foam finger and the other hand is buried in nachos, it's hard to change the song on your phone. Good thing you won't have to. With Bose Noise Cancelling Headphones 700, with a Google Assistant and Amazon Alexa built in, you can control your content with your voice. Tell your Bose Headphones 700 to check the score, send trash-talking texts, or manage your fantasy teams. For heads-up, hands-free control of your phone, visit Bose.com Giants. Dear driver, you are invited to save big on a new Toyota. Hurry in today. Visit buyatoyota.com for more information. Toyota, let's go places. This is RJ McIntosh, and you're listening to Giants football on the fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Alongside Imani Toomer, I'm Lance Meadow. Thanks so much for staying up late with us as we're recapping the Giants' 35-14 loss to the Patriots on Thursday Night Football at Gillette Stadium. The network more people rely on gives you more. Get amazing rewards like NFL tickets and once-in-a-lifetime experiences with Verizon up only on Verizon. And, Imani, it's easy to perhaps beat the Washington Redskins despite the fact that you turn the ball over four times. Completely different story when you're going up against an undefeated Patriots team. And, you know, you were referring to earlier how this was really a game full of missed opportunities for the Giants. And it really started at the beginning of the third quarter, Romani, because it's a 21-14 game. Giants have the ball to start the third. And an interception in the red zone at the Giants' 18 halted a drive. And then after that, they just never were able to complete drives and gain really any semblance of momentum in the second half. Yeah, that was the interception with Stephon Gilmore. It looked like um, the the there was there was two people in the route, and and Golden Tate was going out to the corner, and the other person was going, and they were kind of switching spots as they were going to the flats. And uh, Stephon just he looked like he baited the young quarterback Daniel Jones into throwing the ball, came off of his man, opened up, and really looked like it looked like he, Daniel Jones threw the ball right to uh, Stephon Gilmore, but. It was just a uh, – he thought that it was, it was man when it ended up being zone. Stephon peeled off off of the man uh, going inside, and it just uh, it just was a, a throw that was purely un, uh, 
ill-advised because of the fact that you just did not read the coverage correctly, uh, in my opinion. And I just thought that, you know, those are the types that it was pretty much indicative of the entire night. Everybody, you know, it seemed like the effort was there, but you could have all the effort in the world. You could be as prepared as you want. You could be as fired up as you want. If you don't pay attention to the details, you can't get a punt block. You can't go on the road and play in the world champs and have uh, three or four turnovers and expect to expect to compete. And you can't give New England favorable field position, which was a result of a lot of those turnovers. Now, you brought up Daniel Jones's third interception and what may have gone wrong on that one. Well, he also had two others, Imani. Now, one was off a tip football. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could say, hey, credit the defense there. And then, to me, the interesting one was the second one because mm-hmm. it looked like he was trying to throw the ball out of bounds to live to see another down. Yes. And New England, once again, had pressure on him, hit his arm, and that seemed to be what kept the ball in bounds and gave New England another golden opportunity. Yeah, whenever you see the quarterback's arm get hit and the ball kind of nose down, spiraling, that, you know that it was that was due to the fact that the, you know, in the throwing motion was interrupted. It just seemed like, um, you know, maybe he's holding on to the ball a little bit, trying to wait for the things to open up for him that really weren't there. Uh, the Patriots did a great job of taking away his first reads that I thought he would and forced him to be more of a quarterback tonight. You know, he had a couple good throws. You know, he play, the wind was a much bigger factor than a lot of people uh, yeah. than we saw, than we noticed on the field. You know, I was doing the halftime when uh, during the halftime uh, commentary, Howard Cross texted me, talk about the wind, because you could just see the difference between going from one direction to the other. You know, the long passes were only going one direction. And early on in the game, Daniel Jones was getting hot, going into the wind, throwing these short, very accurate passes. Um, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons, one of the factors that, you know, made this game a lot closer than it would have been if, the wind wasn't a factor, and if the Patriots were able to um, hit on all cylinders and on all four and in every quarter instead of just one quarter, when they only one one, one half of a half going in the in with the wind, and it affected Brady too, Amani. I mean, we even saw him miss some throws as mm-hmm. a result of the wind because clearly second half they changed the direction of the field, so both teams were impacted Absolutely. on that front, yeah. and. Part of one of the interceptions was the pressure that Daniel Jones saw. Now, last week he was sacked four times against the Vikings. Tonight they're going to get credited with one sack, the offensive line that it allowed. But to me, the more telling statistic, Imani, is eight quarterback hits registered by the Patriots. And, you know, a big part of the offseason storyline was, well, the Giants revamped the right side of the line. It's going to improve. Pass protection is going to be better over these last two weeks against Good defenses in the Vikings and the Patriots, they seem to have gotten the better of the Giants' front seven there. Well, I, I don't know if you can blame the offensive line. One thing I realize is that quarterbacks can make an offensive line good or they can make an offensive line bad. Meaning, if the quarterback holds onto the ball at the top of his, once he hits his back foot, if he hits his back foot and he's not going in a direction, moving towards uh, getting ready to release the ball, that means he doesn't know where he's going with the football, and that's a problem because pass rushers are too good in this league for you to be sitting back there just kind of trying to figure out where to go with the ball. I mean, even um, um, even Tom Brady, who actually at times looked confused, um, was patting the ball, got a, a strip sack. So, you know, 
it's one of those things where if you're playing the quarterback position, you have to get rid of the ball. You have to be a step ahead of the defense coordinator. You have to be a step ahead of the people on the field, um, uh, the defense on the field, knowing where they're giving you because they're going to give you something. You just got to figure it out in a quick in quick uh, succession. Well, speaking of defense, let's switch gears here to the Giants defense because they did sack Tom Brady three times, and one was a big play by Lorenzo Carter, Mm -hmm. who had been dealing with a neck injury. He did not play in their last game. It comes through with a strip sack. Marcus Golden returns it for a touchdown. I think if you look back at this game, you're going to say, well, Amani, despite some of the defensive struggles and the penalties and missed tackling, which we saw at times, the defense really is responsible for making this a game. Absolutely. I think the defense came to play, but, you know, like a lot of the players said in that locker room segment, it doesn't really matter how hard you play. You're you're paid to play hard. You got to pay attention to the details and give your ch- yourself a chance to win because this Patriots team looked lethargic. They didn't look like they were, you know, they couldn't hit a lot of their big plays. You know, they had an injury bug um, uh, hit them a little bit as well. It, it just was an opportunity that was lost. And um, just because the Patriots did what they always do, which is not beat themselves. And they allowed Daniel Jones and, you know, the special teams. That was a, that was a huge, Killer. huge turn of events. If, you know, I remember, you know, we'd get there and, and Coach Coughlin would talk about how, you know, if you have a special teams turnover, uh, a special teams touchdown, the percentages of you winning just skyrocket. So as soon as I saw that, you know, I, I kind of figured that the game was out of hand. But the Giants did a good job. You got to give them credit for coming back, fighting back, tying up that score. But right when they needed to buckle down in that two-minute drive, they get, you know, Peppers had an opportunity to uh, stop White um, uh, short of the first down. He misses the tackle. White goes against the first down. They ended up uh, putting that giving themselves a seven-point cushion going into halftime, and the Patriots didn't look back from then. Yeah, that was an 11-play, 75-yard drive. It ate up 402 on the clock. You're just referring to a third and six at the New England 41. Brady, short pass to James White. He fights his way through some traffic for eight yards, so they get a fresh set of down at the New England 49, and Tom Brady took full advantage, and they wound up getting it to a first and goal at the one where Brady pushed it through. So not only did they gain momentum back, but they also milked some key clock time late in the second quarter, Amani, where you figured, hey, maybe the Giants will at least get another possession back. They could get it to field goal range, knowing they also get the ball to start the third quarter. Yeah, it was, it was peculiar because during that drive, right before the two-minute warning, um, it was before they, the, the Patriots had, had converted on the fourth down, on the, on the third down there. Uh, Pat Shermer calls a timeout. And I remember we were talking about that. And I couldn't figure out why he would give more time to Tom Brady, but you had a really good answer for that. Yeah, and my point was we've seen him do this in previous games where he's thinking about maybe setting up a two-minute drill, giving his quarterback an opportunity to push the offense through, get into field goal range. And I'm sure that was his mindset. He was not asked about this following the game in the postgame report, but it's been a trend and you figure, okay, let's keep some time on, give maybe Daniel Jones an opportunity to run a two-minute drill. And I'm sure that was part of his logic. But all Tom Brady did, Amani, after that was milk more clock off with some short passes. And then obviously the key throw again to James White. It was overturned, initially got in the end zone, but all of a sudden, you went from maybe thinking you're going to have maybe a minute 10 remaining on the clock to mm-hmm. just about absolutely nothing left. And then, and then one, they, of course, the Patriots went ahead and scored. 
And then the Giants got the ball back with like 30 seconds left. And what did they do? They knelt on it. So I just don't understand why you do that. If And look at, I'm not, I'm not trying to say Gage gets Pat Shermer, but if you are going to give a quarterback like Tom Brady more time to get comfortable to see your defense, it just doesn't make sense to me. And then if you do that, okay, I understand. But then when you get the ball back with the extra time that you you have secured by calling that time up before the two minute drive, you got to go for it and and not sneal on the ball and and milk out the clock. I mean, if you're going to save that time, then use it. Don't save the time just to make the other the offense more comfortable and give them a, a t- opportunity to not to waste any timeouts. That, that that was a little peculiar to me. Because you have an opportunity to double dip there, as I like to call it. You know, you get two scores in the span of two possessions consecutively. I wonder, Amani, how much do you think in the back of his mind he's saying to himself, okay, well, I've got a quarterback that had two interceptions already. They're going up against the number one ranked defense in the NFL. Do I want to, God forbid, God forbid, excuse me, give New England a gift right before the end of the first half? I'm sure that probably played a role. They already did. They gave him a timeout. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, you could certainly argue that. No, but, but, then, but then if you're going to do that, then don't call the timeout and let the let the Patriots do what they have to do. Let it run down the two minute. Maybe if they would have called that timeout, um, the you know they wouldn't have had time uh, to to kick to 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 go with the, to put the fourteen the, the seven points on, and they would have been forced to kick a field goal. You know, the the extra time helped the Patriots regroup. And and it wasn't a frenetic uh, two minute drill, and and they ended up, you know, putting that seven points on the board, and then not going for it at the on the on the back end when the Giants got the ball back. I, it just didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't understand it. Lance Ben Omani Tumor with you here on Mercedes Benz Giants Extra Point, recapping the Giants' thirty five fourteen loss to the Patriots. We will get to your phone calls a little bit later on at eight seven seven three three seven sixty six. 66 and certainly a game of missed opportunities for the Giants as this was a 14-14 game. We were talking about that Patriots drive right at the end of the second quarter that put them up 21 to 14. As far as the overall offensive production Amani outside of Daniel Jones, clearly the turnovers is something to point to. They had a rough time establishing the run just like they did against the Minnesota Vikings, 16 carries, 52 yards. And then Golden Tate made the big 64-yard touchdown catch. But outside of that, it just seemed that it was very difficult for Daniel Jones to get into rhythm with players not named, perhaps Darius Slayton or Rhett Ellison, getting the running backs involved, even his receivers. New England pretty much bottled up just about all of his options. Yeah, I think the best option opportunity for a young quarterback going into that hostile environment was to have the running game um, you know, really kind of take over and have him throw the ball in spots. The fact that you know he threw the ball uh, 31 times and, and only completed 15 for 161 yards, I mean, it goes to show that he, he just did not have a great game tonight, even though some of the interceptions might not have been his fault. Um, it just seemed like uh, he seemed like he was in over his head in terms of um, – in terms of uh, just knowing where to go with the football. And, uh, you know, he, he played hard. I mean, but playing hard doesn't get you much in in, uh, in my book. I think playing hard is a given. That's what you're supposed to do. Of course. And um, I, I think you know, people talking, uh, you listening in the locker room and talking about, oh, well, we played hard, we fought. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, you're paid to play football. You play hard. You do your best. Uh, but, you know, to play hard and not, 
play smart, it just it doesn't make any difference. Well, you don't get brownie points, Imani, in the Absolutely. standings for how close the loss was or yeah. how close the game was at any point. No, no. I mean, uh, I thought that what made it so heartbreaking was I just had a feeling that watching them come, watching the Patriots come out, how flat they were, the punts, the uh, the disrespectful going for it on fourth down all the time just because they didn't really respect the Giants' offense. Uh, they came in very arrogant, and they got away with, uh, and they forced the Giants into mistakes. Um, but if the Giants would have made mistakes, that game would have came right down to the wire, and it really all started to me uh, with that block punt. That block punt really, um, you know, those are the types of things that if you're expected to beat a team that's better than you, you know, in, in every aspect, you cannot give them anything. You have to make them earn it. And they didn't earn all 35 points that they got tonight. Yeah, because then you also take into consideration the Kyle Van Noy fumble return for a touchdown. So the Patriots scored 35 points tonight, Amani. Mm -hmm. Take away two of the touchdowns because the offense wasn't even responsible for two of them. So the Patriots offense put up 21. And you say to yourself, you hold New England's offense to 21 points in their own backyard in a game where, oh, by the way, as we were going through Daniel Jones's numbers, you forced Tom Brady to throw the ball 41 times, Imani. I would mm. say that's a victory too, right? More times he puts the ball in the air, the more times you have an opportunity to take away the football or he's dropping back, opportunities for the pass rush to get going. So if you just look at this game from a box score statistical standpoint, a lot of trends went in the direction favorably for the Giants. But to your point, they could not capitalize when the Patriots were dangling out the carrot to say, hey, Take the game from us, guys. See Absolutely. if you can come right through the door. And the Giants just couldn't swing the door wide open. They, they actually could, absolutely couldn't. I mean, you look at the, you know, they, you know, uh, Sonny Michelle had, uh, Sonny Michelle had uh, 86 yards. Uh, Bolden had 23 yards. Uh, White had minus one yards. They really did a decent job uh, against the run. And uh, that's one way you have to do it to try and force Tom Brady to pass. And then when you, when he does pass, um, because it was an inclement weather. I think the weather really, the wind really played a role in the accuracy of both Daniel Jones uh, and uh, Tom Brady. And for him to go, th for Tom Brady to drop back 41 times, it just shows that the Giants took away the rush and uh, forced Tom Brady to throw in a in a very harsh wind conditions. And they held him, they, t they kept Tom Brady out of the end zone throwing the football, which is which is a feat. Yeah, he ran in twice on quarterback sneaks, and you ran through the rushing numbers, not anything that jumps off the page in terms of average yardage per carry. And I'll take it a step further. You read Sony Michelle's numbers, 22 carries for 86 yards. He basically had a 26-yard run at the end, Amani, that made his numbers look that much more respectable yeah, when he sealed it. So for the most part, the Giants took away the rushing attack. Partially the weather, you can say, was a factor into maybe why New England didn't lean as heavily as on the running game as it maybe would have wanted to. But still, the Giants' defense deserves credit. It was just a matter of you know, they couldn't take some of those takeaways and convert them into points because they picked off Tom Brady once, and then one of them resulted in a touchdown, the fumble, where Brady coughed it up after he was pressured. But in a game like that, you've got to take advantage of every bounce of the football that comes your way because New England certainly capitalized. The Giants didn't. And when you go up against a stingy defense, you go up against a team, to your point, that's well-disciplined, doesn't make a lot of mental mistakes. 
even if they have won Amani in the game, you've got to make sure you cash that in. And that, to me, was the biggest difference between the Patriots and the Giants on Thursday night. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is um, – it, it was just really disheartening because everything was right. Everything was right there for them tonight. Um, I think Daniel Jones struggled, but he learned a lot. And, um, you know, I think Golden Tate coming out, making big plays. But, you know, as, as well as Slayton played at times – um, he still he needs to be better than eight targets, three catches, thirty-two yards. That that I mean, the only player that really made an impact was Golden Tate, and he had a sixty uh, sixty-four yard touchdown, and he has six catches for a hundred and two yards. I mean, that means the rest of his catches were very very short. So, um, you know, I think they need to get more targets for Daniel Jones. I mean, for uh, Golden Tate, and. Um, you know they got to find another receiver. Lattimore, you know, he was you know one one target for no no yard no catches. I mean they they need another receiver. They need somebody else on offense, and hopefully they're going to get healthier. But um, they are not in a position to to really compete man man to man when you there's only one player that's uh, giving you anything on offense as a receiver. And also really one or two players that's scaring the Patriots defense where they have to react or roll the coverage to. That certainly was a big factor. Let's not be naive. The Giants were missing Saquon Barkley, Wayne Goldman, Evan Ingram, and Sterling Shepard. And despite all of that, it was a 14-14 game. But the Giants fell apart in the second half. No points, and they fell by a two-touchdown deficit. Well, we're going to be back on the fan in New York to take your calls in just a second. But right now, we say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network. The final score once again, Patriots 35, Giants 14. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point continues. We'll be back to take your calls right after this at 877-337-6666. On the fan, Sports Radio 66 and 101.9 FM. WFAN AM and WFAN FM. New York, stay with us. What does it take to gain the competitive edge? It takes the ability to dictate a winning outcome and the ability to see what your competitors can't. To do both requires unlocking the hidden power of data. At Dell Technologies, it's what we do, in stadiums and on ships, on the field and in the cloud. The secure, seamless exchange of data makes harnessing the digital future possible. And Dell Technologies helps you make it real. Get started at DellTechnologies.com. Okay, I got two lattes. $10 even. Phil, I got this. Thanks, Boomer. Wait, a New York Giants debit card? Ooh, sweet card. Yeah, I gotta have the best. Introducing the New York Giants checking account with the Big Blue branded debit card only from Investors Bank. Enjoy great perks, including discounts online at the New York Giants shop. Plus, you can earn up to a $750 bonus when you open an account and refer friends who open accounts. Hey, Boomer, what'd they write on your cup? The taller, better-looking dude. <laughs> Go online or stop by an Investors Bank branch to find out how to get your Giants checking account. Member FDIC. At PSENG, we understand that keeping energy costs low is important to you. We work hard to provide you with affordable energy to power your life and keep your family warm and safe. In fact, today, the combined electric and gas bill of the typical PSENG residential customer has gone down about 30% since 2008. To learn about other ways to save energy and money, visit PSEG.com slash save energy. 
Celebrating 55 years as the iconic holiday tradition, the Hess toy truck will be back on November 1st with a brand new model unlike any before. Here's a hint. This year's toy is the first of its kind for Hess and is guaranteed to be better than ever. For more clues on what this year's toy will be, follow Hess toy truck on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're continuing the tradition or starting a new one for your family, you don't want to miss out. So mark your calendars now. November 1st, exclusively available at HessToyTruck.com. Hi, Giant fans. Did you know that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month? Early detection is the key to intercepting cancer. So the Giants and Hackensack Meridian Health are encouraging women to talk to their doctors about an annual mammogram. Get started at hackensackmeridianhealth.org giants, where you can get the game plan for breast cancer awareness, find a doctor, and learn how you can make a crucial catch. It's all part of your game plan for staying life years ahead from Hackensack Meridian Health. This is Grant Haley, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Alongside Amani Toomer, I'm Lance Meadow. Thanks so much for staying up late with us as we're recapping the Giants' loss on Thursday night football, 35-14 to the Patriots. Giants now 2-4 and four on the season. Patriots improved to 6-0, and one of two undefeated teams in the 2019 campaign, the San Francisco 49ers, the other team, and a few trends continuing for the Giants. They have now lost their last eight regular season games against the defending Super Bowl champs, and they have also lost their last five games against teams that are 5-0 and or better in the regular season. For every first down recorded by the Giants' offense this season, Stop and Shop will donate $100 to regional food banks in the New York metro area. Giants' first down total for tonight's game is 10 that makes 115 total first downs this season, raising a total of $11,500. Stop it, shop the official supermarket of the New York Giants. Let's open up the phone lines at 877-337-6666, 877-337-6666. And we check in with Eddie, who is in Hicksville, New York. Eddie, welcome to WFAM. What do you got for us? How you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Big, big fan of money. We, 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 we definitely needed you out there. There's no, there's no receiver out there running wide open there. I mean, there for, for a few plays, you saw some guys get open and everybody dropped balls tonight, and uh, and uh, we didn't even talk about that. And they're, they're, the the Pats, Pats defense doesn't get the credit that they should. Everybody's worried about Tom Brady, but that defense is really good. That tops AFC. But but that being said, you know, four turnovers against Patriots, you're not beating them. You're just not going to beat them. Giants were lucky to be in the game. I mean, guys healthy cannot afford to uh, to make these mistakes that they did. Drop passes, block punt, fumble, fumble by Hillman, and that third in- interception. Though he's he's, I mean, I'm not gonna kill the kid. He made two two error passes. One, the third one that 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 interception really took the wind out of the sails of New York Giants. But my question to to you is, when a punter sees pressure coming up the middle. Does he not sense it? How does he punt his uh, punt the ball right into his own guy's helmet? Do you not make some kind of trajectory trajectory adjustment and maybe just you know change the angles just slightly higher or something? He punted the ball right into his own guy. Well, it's the punter is just he focuses on punting the ball. There's a pocket where the protector, the PP, the personal protector, is not supposed to back up. And he's not supposed to get knocked back. And so when you look at that situation, uh, that's 100% on Nate Stu- Supar 
has nothing to do with the punter. The punter does his job, and that's to get the ball, drop it, and, and not have the ball hit off his foot cleanly. It's 100% Nate's, uh, Nate Supar's job to not get blocked back into the punter. So you can't blame the punter on that. You blame the PP. Yeah, it's similar to when the quarterback is in the pocket, Amani, and all of a sudden the offensive line is giving up pressure from the interior mm. defensive lineman, and the pocket is collapsing, and he can't roll off off the edge. Either you throw the ball away, or you may wind up throwing a pass that gets deflected. It's very similar in terms of what Riley Dixon was working with under those circumstances. And, Eddie, appreciate the phone call. Thanks so much for weighing in. Let's hear from his partner in crime, Ozzie in Hicksville. Ozzie, welcome to the fan. What do you got for us? Guys, thanks for taking the call. Amani, thanks for all, all you've done for the New York Giants. Uh, Eddie's not going to kill the kid, but I am, okay? I mean, I've seen, so far, I've seen a six-round pick in Jacksonville. I've seen an undrafted kid from in, in Carolina, uh, Kyle Allen. They're playing at a different level. This kid, I mean, he's a turnover machine, for God's sake. You know, he's holding on to the ball forever. And then his arm gets hit. Yeah, but that is his fault because he's holding on to the ball forever. Get rid of that ball. I mean, that interception, all three interceptions are on him. And when your margin of fair is so, you have no margin of fair. You know, you have no talent on this team. You have guys banged up. And this kid is a turnover machine, you know. I mean, look, what I want to ask you guys, back then, Amani, when Eli was drafted, would you agree that, quarterbacks coming out of the college nowadays are more NFL ready than they were 15 years ago. Would you agree to that? Um, no, I wouldn't agree with that. I just feel like I think there was more pressure to get quarterbacks on the field and have them kind of learn on the run. I never thought the NFL was a developmental league. I thought it was, it was only polished finished products that were put out there. But since uh, there was a change since they, uh, you know, it, when you draft a first-round quarterback, they used to sit for a couple years, and that was just normal. They, they said it used to take five years to develop a quarterback when I got in the league. And that's just not the case anymore. You have to get out there, and they want to see what you ha- what they have. And if you guy's no good, they'll get rid of them and find somebody else. So um, it's a well, tough road. I don't it's think guys road. are going to do that. It's a tough road, but that's just how it works. You know, the Giants are going to do what? I don't think Giants are going to get rid of this kid. He's going to be here for a while. But you know what? He can be Eli. You know, he he, he he's nothing like Eli. All right? I mean, he's a turnover machine, this kid. And, and when you have – what's the summer doing? Calling a timeout, helping the Patriots out there so, the, so they could go up by 21-14. I mean, what is he thinking? What is he doing before the half? I did not know what he's doing either. But, I mean, you, you know, I mean, the, the quarterbacks are more expendable now than they ever have been because, the, because of the salary cap. They're not paying the quarterbacks like they used to pay them. They used to pay quarterbacks more than they'd pay anybody in the league. And, you know, you get these $70 million, $80 million deals. But now, they're, they're you know, rookies are capped off. So, if they're good, they'll play. If they're not, they get rid of them. That's just the, – and it's, they're, they're much more expendable than ever. Because of the fact that what's your they're take on off. this QB, Amani? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, do I, I don't know team? yet. I mean, I'm looking at him. He seems like he's calm, but I mean, calm doesn't mean great. You know, what I mean, I'd rather have a fiery guy who's, uh, you know, not throwing interceptions and and um, you know, making all the correct reads, not getting fooled, 
playing like a guy who's uh, over, you know, who's, who's who's playing like a guy who feels like he believe he's been out there before, knows when to get rid of the ball, knows where to go with the ball. Um, and, and I'm not seeing that. I'm not saying he's not going to get there, but I, I haven't seen it yet. I just I, I I like what he's done. But if you look at a lot of the games that he's played, you know, there's against Washington, there's three or four dropped interceptions uh, against the Vikings. Right. There's, you know, two dropped interceptions. You're not going to get the reason why the Patriots are good is because they take advantage of those types of, of, of errant throws and they don't drop them. That's one thing about them. They got their all their DBs can catch. And um, and it was a perfect example tonight. And Ozzy, appreciate right, the phone call. Thanks. You got it. Thanks. Thanks so much for weighing in. Amani, something you could relate to. Ozzy brought up Eli Manning. You know, you were there when he was a young quarterback. And when Eli took over for Kurt Warner, you know, mm-hmm. he had his fair share of ups and downs. You, you look at the statistics. He was completing 48% of his passes, six touchdowns, nine interceptions. And little by little, as he gained more and more experience, it became more and more comfortable to him. So it's still a very small sample size for Daniel Jones, and he does have six interceptions in his four career starts. But I think it's also understandable that in the early stages of a rookie's career, there is going to be ups and downs, especially when you put him against the defense like the Vikings and the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, that's why rookies usually don't start. I mean, that's that's one of the main reasons why is because they're really not ready. I mean, you throw them out there, and it's like, um, fire ready aim. You know, they just <laughs> just throw him out there, see what he could do. It's really well, it's not, baptism by fire. Yeah, and it's it's really not uh, not fair for these young guys, especially if they come in from different kind of systems. Um, but you look at you know what they did with Patrick Mahomes. You look at what they did with um, you know um, Aaron Rodgers sat for a few years. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, and so did uh, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, yeah, behind There's Drew a lot of guys that 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 sat and ended up coming with their first experience. Is uh, it has been pro- has been positive. I mean, I've never seen Patrick Mahomes struggle. I mean, <laughs> the guy just plays well all the time. And Mahomes is also in a league of his own, I would argue, in yeah. terms of his skill set. But he's a mobile quarterback. I think also the talent around the quarterback is something you need to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. He hasn't dealt with, I would say, as many injuries perhaps as Daniel Jones has had to entail uh, over the course of his first few starts. So that, to me, is a difference. But I do agree with you, Imani. I think when you take into consideration Patrick Mahomes sat his entire rookie year. Remember, he doesn't get into Week 17 if the Chiefs need that game to get into the playoffs. The Absolutely. Chiefs had already locked it up, so they said, hey, Alex Smith, be a spectator and give Patrick Mahomes an opportunity. And if you go back, his numbers weren't that very impressive in that one start against the Denver Broncos in that Week 17 matchup. But he had at least an entire season to learn in the film room, to sit back, watch Alex Smith go about his business. And I think that benefited him, Amani, as we're seeing right now, MVP season last year and picking up where he left off this season. Absolutely. I think there's there's every quarterback has their own way of being indoctrinated into the league. Uh, and I'm not saying that they should bring back Eli or anything like that. I'm just saying that I, I, what I'm seeing from him has nothing to do with my thoughts on what they're, they're going to do for Eli. I just look at a quarterback who's just not quite ready, a guy who has a lot of talent, who can throw the ball is very accurate, accurate, but that's not what playing quarterback is all about. Well, playing quarterback is all about knowing where to go with the football, being able to read defense, being able to set the protections, being able to call out the mics, being able to, um, you know, like last week uh, against the Vikings on the one yard line, not call a play, not um, see that they're they're both rushing the a gaps and not. 
go through with the play that was called uh, on the sideline and get a safety um, because both of the you know because the the, the Vikings blitzed in the a gaps you know those are the types of situations that you know change the momentum of a game and if you had more experience and you knew what you were looking at before you would not let that those types of plays happen the toyota celebration touchdown total for tonight's game is two that makes four touch 14 touchdowns for the giants this regular season dear driver hurry in and save toyota let's go places giants fall to the patriots 35-14 in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. We will step aside. We'll come back. We'll get you caught up with everything else happening in the world of sports. We'll look ahead to the Giants' next game against the Arizona Cardinals as they'll look to snap a two-game skid. And we'll hear from you at 877-337-6666. We'll be back right after this. I'm pretty sure our new house might be haunted. What makes you say that? The furniture is levitating. Oh, and the ghost. Welcome home. Yeah, that's that's spooky. You know what's really scary? Missing out on GEICO for help with homeowners and renters insurance. GEICO makes it easy to save a bunch. Great. Uh, you're not sticking around, right? The party's just getting started. <laughs> Happy Geico Week. Call today and see how easy homeowners and renters insurance can be. A properly installed and maintained electrical system is vital for everyone's safety. IBEW Local 164 has a long, rich history of involvement in the growth of northern New Jersey with more than 2,700 electricians active on residential, telecommunications, commercial, and industrial projects. Much of what the people in Bergen, SA, and Hudson counties enjoy on a daily basis would not be possible without the time, skill, and dedication of the local 164 members. IBEW 164, the electrician union for northern New Jersey. Visit IBEWlocal164.org. We've invented a new messaging system using the crisp sounds of Bud Light. Crisp Code, football edition. This is how you say, game tonight. Bring Bud Light. Let's go Giants. That's it for today. Brewed with no corn syrup. Bud Light Crisp. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, you heard about Black Titanium? Sure. The band with costumes and instruments made completely out of metal, right? We are Black Titanium! <laughs> All this metal is making us too heavy! The stage is giving way! No, Black Titanium, the new scratch-off game from the New York Lottery with a top prize of 10 million bucks. Oh, that makes more sense. Black Titanium is big, $10 million big. You must be 18 years or older to purchase a lottery ticket. Please play responsibly. Without Verizon Up, your football season could sound like this. You call that a throw? Put me on that field. You know I was all conference in high school. Would have went pro if it wasn't for my appendicitis. And here's what it could sound like with Verizon Up. Scott Miller? Follow me to your seats. They're all the way down in row one. The network more people rely on gives you more, like NFL tickets and experiences with Verizon Up, only on Verizon. Based on metrics by IHS Markets, Root Score Reports, 1H 2019 of four mobile networks. Results may vary, not an endorsement. This is Zach Diossi, and you're listening to Giants Football on WFAN and WFAN-FM New York. At the Geico Sports Desk with this sports update, I'm Lance Meadow. Just one game in the NFL on Thursday night as the Giants fell to the Patriots 35-14. So the rest of the world of sports focusing on the diamond. The Yankees now know their opponent 
in the ALCS. It's the Astros who topped the race 6-1 in Houston to win their ALDS three games to two. Garrett Cole struck out 10 over eight innings of one-run ball combined with Roberto Osuna on a two-hitter. Houston scored four runs in the first off race starter Tyler Glasnow, highlighted by Alex Bregman's two-run double. They chase Glasnow after just two and two-thirds. Michael Brantley, Jose Altuve, each added solo shots in the eighth. Game one of the ALCS is Saturday in Houston. It'll be the Yankees and the Astros. Game one of the NLCS gets underway Friday night in St. Louis. Anibal Sanchez getting the start for the Nationals. Cardinals will counter with Miles Michaelis. Phillies fired manager Gabe Kapler after just two seasons. Despite the addition of Bryce Harper, the team went 81 and 81 this season. That is what is happening around the world to sports as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. He is Amani Toomer. I'm Lance Meadow. Thanks so much for staying up late with us as the Giants fell to the Patriots 35-14 at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Giants now lose two in a row. They're 2-4, and four, and the Patriots improved to 6-0, and oh, one of two undefeated teams remaining in the National Football League. With this game of the books, here's a look at the current standings brought to you by Taco Bell. Have a giant hunger? Well, you can pick up a Taco 12-pack from Taco Bell today. Sometimes you just... Gotta live, Moss. The Eagles and the Cowboys are tied for first at three and two. The Giants, two and four. The Redskins still winless at 0 and five as the Patriots have beaten a pair of NFC East teams in consecutive weeks. So the next task at hand, Amani, is the Giants, 10 days off, and then getting set for the Arizona Cardinals at home in week seven. And the Cardinals right now, one, three, and one. They are going to be getting back their top corner for that game. Patrick Peterson was serving a six-game suspension for violating the league's performance-enhancing drug policy. So that will be a boost to their defense. But I think you hit it right on the nose earlier, Amani. Their bigger priority is not to look so much at the matchup. It's getting back to full health and getting some of these guys back on the field with Daniel Jones Evan Ingram, an MCL sprain. Sterling Shepard's in concussion protocol. So is Wayne Goldman And Saquon Barkley, we'll see. He certainly, it seems like he's nearing a return because he was able to do some work on the side and was a limited participant. But they need to get those weapons back before they start looking ahead and thinking about how the rest of the season is going to play out. Yeah, I'd be real weary to, to bring back Saquon too quickly. Um, the guy's such a talent. I would hate to see him rush back injure himself and be gone for the rest of the season. That would be uh, more uh, detrimental than him just missing one more game or two more games uh, or maybe even three more games. I, I'd rather see him come back 100% healthy just because I, I just I think that he's the type of guy that uh, you can build a team around, obviously, and he's the type of guy that uh, I want to see him um, use his talent when the t- team is talented enough for him to to really make an impact and start winning some games. 877-337-6666 is the telephone number. Let's head back to the phone lines as we move along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Mike is in Oakland, California. Mike, welcome to WFAM. What do you got for us? Hey, I'm happy to be on, Lance. Good evening. Um, Amani, first time uh, had a chance to be on the phone with you. Just want to tell you, you know, Got your jersey. You're my favorite uh, receiver of all time, and uh, and just appreciate everything you've done for the Giants. So many great catches, uh, so much class, my friend. Well, not my friend, my uh, my idol. <laughs> uh, we'll be friends. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm from out there. I'm from Berkeley, so yeah, it's good to good to have a Bay Area re- Bay Area being represented on the phone line. What's your question? Um, well, I, you know, it's it's 
it's a question. It's it's an observation, really. I say, um, just been listening to you guys talking about Daniel Jones, and you know, I think it's. I just think it's a little unfair bringing Mahomes as a comparison, because not only did he sit for a year, but he started on a contender. And you know, this team right now, you know, you you'd just be a little bit crazy to call him a contender. So, I think that you know, he just was in a, he was in a much better position and Jones is just, you know, he's raw, he's green. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I was glad that you mentioned that safety against Minnesota Mm -hmm. because for me, you know, they telegraphed that blitz early in the count. Absolutely. Yeah. Badly. And I was really hoping that he would just, you know, pull that ball out and roll. Mm -hmm. And I think he could have rolled away, used his athleticism and frankly run for a touchdown, you know, but but he stuck with the play, and it was a, it was a real bad play. So, I guess you know, uh, m- you know, my my point or question is that you know you've noticed um, the accuracy, you've noticed uh, that he has talent, and you know I re- just remember you know Eli being a turnover machine, and you know Baker Mayfield right now is turning it over all the time. So I think for a young quarterback in the NFL, it's pretty normal. So I you kind of uh, mentioned that he's cool. And I'm hoping that that coolness and that intellect means that he can learn quickly from these lessons and start doing the things that you're talking about, which is recognize and make changes to the line of scrimmage, get out of those bad plays. But um, I guess I have a little more um, positive and a little more hope from what I've seen from him so far. And I guess my expectation was going against, you know, Buffalo, um, well, I guess, you know, going up against Minnesota, one of the best defenses, going up against New England, the best defense, you know, you're going to see a lot of stupid turnovers, don't you think? No, I don't. I mean, I, I think that, you know, when you are going up against the best, it elevates your game, like iron sharpens iron type of thing. And uh-huh. I would like to have seen him make a jump. And I would like to have seen him make a jump last week um, um, against uh, against Minnesota. So, I'm not saying I don't like the kid. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that the way that the NFL currently um, develops their quarterbacks, you, they put them in unfair situations. Like, you know, the number six pick, we had the number six pick for a reason because we weren't a very good team last year. And now you're going to throw a guy out there who's, um, you know, got some talent, got some grit. You know, I don't, I don't know how intelligent he is because I don't, I mean, I don't see it on the field. I mean, they can tell me he's great, he's smart and all that stuff, and I'll believe him because I have no no reason why to, to to doubt them, but I don't personally see how, you know, he's – I just don't see it. Um, not, a dis- not a disrespect, just I just don't, I just don't see how he's uh, – you know, people can say how, how much of a – you know, how smart he is uh, because it's not showing up on the field. And, Mike, appreciate the phone call. Thanks so much for weighing in. 877-337-6666 is the telephone number. Lance Meadow, Amani Toomer with you here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point, recapping the Patriots' 35-14 win over the Giants as the Giants now lose two in a row to the Vikings and the Patriots. Let's head back to the lines. we got Joe in Brooklyn, New York. Joe, welcome to the fan. What do you got for us? Joe going once. Joe going twice. Joe, Joe. Joe is a man of no, very few Joe. words. So we will part ways with Joe in Brooklyn, New York. And clearly the biggest storyline in this game on Thursday night was turnovers. Daniel Jones 
three interceptions. He now has six in four career starts. And then the lost fumble by John Hilleman, which the Patriots recovered by Kyle Van Noy, and they returned it all the way for a touchdown. So New England had a special teams touchdown as well as a defensive touchdown. And that is something that you can't afford to surrender when you're going up against one of the most balanced and talented teams in the National Football League. But with all of that being said, it still was a 14-14 game at one point. It was a one-score game, 21-14. And you just felt as if the Giants, you know, had a golden opportunity tonight, Amani. And I think that's the most frustrating aspect for the team as they head back to East Rutherford, New Jersey. They're going to say to themselves, you know, this was another game where we could continue to play the coulda, woulda, shoulda game, but the coulda, woulda, shoulda game doesn't get us a W. It's the execution that gets us the W. And we're seeing some of those mental mistakes pile up in these last two losses, the missed tackles, unable to take advantage of red zone opportunities. And the teams that don't do that consistently are the teams that clearly are going to hover around 500 or below like the Giants are right now. And that's not acceptable. I, I, I this, that's not the standard uh, with the, with the New York Giants. I mean, I understand the last couple of years it hasn't been. We haven't met the standard, but um, the missing tackles, the the, the confusion on defense, um, you know, the interceptions, the fumbles, the punt blocks. I mean, I don't care. You know what kind of talent you have on your team. You can absolutely clean that up. Like that's that's very fixable. Um, especially the punt. That's that's fixable. And and for it to come on national TV in a, in a uh, NFL showcase game, that poor football like that, that uh, that's a self-inflicted wound. Just like those turnovers, they're self-inflicted wounds. If I mean you, you could win you know five or six games just by not beating yourself. If you could do that consistently all year and beating yourselves, I mean throwing interceptions, um, you know, uh, missing tackles allowing the runner to get an extra couple yards. I mean, that, those are the types of things that, that get you beat. And that's one of the reasons why the Giants have been getting beat, especially for these last two two weeks. Well, you go back to the Vikings game on Sunday. They had 16 missed tackles and a lot of opportunities 16. for Minnesota. Oof. Yeah, to continue drives as a result. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you keep – when you when drives continue, two things happen. First of all, the momentum changes for you. And then your defense gets tired, right? And then if your offense – doesn't produce when it gets his opportunity to get on the ball, the defense gets discouraged. And it's funny because when Daniel Jones first came in, I remember being very surprised on how well the defense played, especially in Tampa. Even though they almost lost that game if the kicker wouldn't have missed the field goal. Of course. They still, you know, there was a pass rush. There was excitement. There was energy. And then all of a sudden, like, I, I, I just, you look at how, uh, it's this simple, simple stuff they can clean up, and and it's just it's just very disheartening because you thought after the the two game win streak that they had figured something out, and then and now it comes to look back and you look back on it and you think well maybe it was just because they played the Cardinals I mean the um, the Redskins the Redskins and um, and Tampa Bay. I think you have to take that into perspective. You can't overlook the caliber of the opposition. And, and that's not to say that 
you know, they didn't battle against the Vikings or the Patriots. It's just that when you look at the level of the quarterback play that you're going up against in the Redskins game, you went up against a rookie quarterback who was in for the first time in a regular season game, and you took advantage of that. And Amani, to your point, you have to capitalize on those circumstances in the National Football League. When the gifts come your way, you're supposed to beat up on bad teams or mediocre teams. However, on the flip side, when you play the teams that are of the higher caliber, you can't afford to make the same mental errors because then they're going to capitalize and you're going to come out on the opposite side. I think the talent level... I mean, there's ups and downs, and I think that you be, you could very easily see that the Patriots had more talent than the New York Giants. But, you know, if you play smart football, the smarter football team is going to win the majority of the time. It's just like the Patriots. For the majority of the time that Tom Brady was winning Super Bowls in the early 2000s, they weren't the most talented team, but they would not make mistakes, and they would force you into making mistakes. And, um, you know, they, they controlled the ball. Tom Brady was was, um, you know, he, he played smart, close to the vest football, and that's what the Giants could do. I mean, you don't need to have the most talented team to win in the NFL a couple games uh, and to be respectable in the NFL. Uh, of course, to win a Super Bowl, go to the playoffs, maybe that's a different story, but just to be a decent team that's respectable, that's exciting to watch every week in and week out, just play clean football. Just, be, just make the tackles you're supposed to make. Rally to the ball. And 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 have a quarterback that can read read out the, the the coverages and throw the ball in the proper spot and and let everything else happen. But if you can't do that, you're not giving yourself as a football team an opportunity to win. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's head back to the lines. We got Michael in Queens. Michael, welcome to the fan. What do you got for us? Hey guys, hey Tumor. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Listen, real quick. It's very frustrating for me because I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm watching corporate football. And, uh, Mr. Toomer, you, you had like a phase in between old school football and the new, I call it big football, where for two weeks in a row they could have easily plugged in Eli, like uh, the two minutes just before they have against the Vikings, and there's a couple of times where they could have thrown in Eli for two or three minutes when you know he would have got something done versus nothing that happened. And I'm just going to say, what is your view as far as grinding it out with this kid instead of daring to put Eli in for a few plays? Because, like I said, the whole season is slipping away. And from what I see, uh, the, the Eastern Conference, it, it, it was a winnable conference. But now we literally just uh, threw away two games. And I'll take my answer off the air. got to bounce. But thank you very much. Great show. All right, thank Mike. You. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. And when Kurt Warner was pulled for Eli uh, back in '04 when I was playing – the, the whole team was upset because we felt like we had an opportunity to go to the playoffs. But when Eli got in there, it was absolutely there was no shot. Uh, not because he was bad, it's just because he was raw. He didn't know what he was doing um, as as much as he did, you know, as he you know matured and and won won Super Bowls. But I think they're playing the long game with this kid, and they're just going to say, okay, we're going to struggle for a year. We're going to try and get him as much experience as he possibly can, and um, and, and we're going to lose. And it's unfortunate if you're on that team, if you're really competing, knowing that you don't have a quarterback back there that is um, that's ready to consistently win because of I mean six turnovers in in in, in what two starts, six interceptions, yeah, six, six interceptions in in four in what in four, four starts? starts, yeah, yeah, that's that's not good. I mean, I, I don't care how you slice it, that is not good, and. Um, 
I don't care if it's interception. I don't care if it's tip balls. I don't care if it's arm got hit. There's are situations where the de- the offense is going off the field and the other team's defense has a short field. That's those those are situations that are going to lose you games and it, it it's disheartening and I, I feel for a lot of those guys on the team that you know feel like they have a, a real opportunity to do something and uh, you look back at your quarterback and you're like oh well. I hope I'm around for the I'm hope I'm around for when he's good. I hope I'm around for when he's developed because, you know, I I only have a couple years to win a Super Bowl and or a couple years to go to the playoffs and you know, not this year. Well, as you mentioned, Amadi, this is all about the learning experience for Daniel Jones. Absolutely. And you know, for the caller to throw out the idea, and I get it, you know, you get frustrated as a fan when your team loses, so you're looking for ways. Now, putting an Eli Manning for a two-minute drill is going to do nothing to help Daniel Jones. He's supposed to be in those circumstances, so he can learn from that, make the necessary adjustments, and not make those similar mistakes in future opportunities. Just like Eli was put in, as Amani just mentioned, for Kurt Warner, so he could take advantage of those learning opportunities in that 2004 season and become better in 2005 and beyond. If you have Daniel Jones be a spectator in those circumstances right now, it's not going to help him develop as him. a quarterback. If you yeah. pull him, that's even worse. Of then course. you're messing with the kid's head. So. Yeah, you're messing with his confidence. Yeah, so as soon as they made that decision, the decision is going to stick. Yeah. You don't play a game of musical chairs with the quarterback in the National Football I don't football know why. Line. They do with every other position. They do, but not when you make the transition from an established veteran to a young quarterback. Yeah. Maybe if you're the Dolphins and you have Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzpatrick, Amani, it's a little bit different yeah, story. Yeah, you can roll the dice. Yeah, not necessarily with the Giants in terms of the direction of this franchise. Amani had a lot of fun. Appreciate all, right. all the insight tonight. Thank Thanks you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, appreciate it. You got it. All that right, is going to wrap up Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. It is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Peerless Boilers, America's best-built boilers. Bud Light, keep it crisp. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York football giants. Learn more at picknrg.com. River Spring Health, call 800-56-SENIOR. And brought to you by your local Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers. Visit mbusa.com for special offers. Final score once again, Patriots 35, Giants 14 as the Giants fall to 2-4. and four. Patriots improved to 6-0. Our next broadcast will be Sunday, October 20th, when the Giants host the Cardinals at MetLife Stadium. Kickoff set for 1 p.m. with our pregame show starting at 11.30 a.m. right here on WFAN Sports Radio 66, 6.60 a.m. and 101.9 f.m. For all the latest team news, stay locked to Giants.com and the team's mobile app, where you can also watch the Giants weekday talk show, Big Blue Kickoff Live at 1.30 p.m. For Amani Toomer and our entire crew, I'm Lance Meadows saying so long from our New York City studios. We will speak to you next Sunday. Have a good one. Everyone gets their cravings while watching the games, and no one wants to be the one to miss the big play. Well, now Grubhub's got you covered. From the extras to the essentials, Grubhub now delivers all your go-to convenience items all day long. Whether it's that late-night snack craving or you forgot to get the paper towels from the grocery store, enjoy convenience delivered right to your door, just in the nick of time, and you'll never have to leave the house. Order your convenience items through the Grubhub app or online today.